everybody. Welcome to the Light Gate. We have a really good show for everyone tonight. Uh, Martin Rivera is here with us tonight, and we're very excited about it. He has a lot to tell us. And uh, we are coming to you from the beautiful city of New Orleans in Louisiana at the United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. I hope you all uh, have a good night. Buckle up. This is a good one. Go, Preston. <laughs> Thanks, Dolly. Um, yeah, thank you all for joining us tonight. You're watching The Light Gate. I'm your host, Preston Dennett, and my lovely co-host is Dolly Safran, right? No, I, oh, there. And yeah, as Dolly says, we have a wonderful guest. This is our first repeat guest. But before I get to his bio, I just want to say a quick hi to all of you in chat because I'm really honored that you guys joined us tonight. Hello, Doxy and Nancy. This reminds me, someone actually mentioned it, reminds me of Romper Room, remember, with the magic mirror? <laughs> I see Ruth Kleiber <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Louise. And thank you, Janice, for the super chat. And thank you, let's see, who else do we have here? Um, Raul, truly appreciate that. Uh, let's see, Penny. Thank you, Penny, for joining us tonight. Thank you, Namaste, for the wonderful donation. Yeah, I'm now eligible for Super Chats. It's a great way to support the show, so I really want to thank you all. Terry, thank you so much. It's really awesome that you guys are being so, so generous. Oh, Doxy, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, there's Michael Kennedy. Yay, Brian. Hello, Brian and Nautical Strings. Lots of familiar names. Star Orchid says, hello from Montreal. Oh, very cool. We're getting an international audience, Dolly. That's awesome. No, very cool. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Oh, there's Real Badger and Renee Cruz. And let's see who else. Lockbeard, Angie. We've got a nice audience today. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. I think we're going to have a really cool show. Martin was on before. And let me just tell you a little bit about him for those of you who weren't able to see the last show. We are welcoming back Martin Rivera, UFO researcher, experiencer, and quantum hypnotherapist. Of course, quantum hypnotherapy is a technique first developed by Dolores Cannon. And if you've been in this field for any length of time, you know who Dolores is. She wrote The Custodians and a number of other really awesome books, which still are on the bestseller list often on Amazon, even though they were published many years ago, which speaks to how influential she truly has been. And Martin, of course, has been studying the subject of UFOs and ETs for many years and uses the technique of quantum hypnotherapy to help experiencers remember and process their otherworldly encounters. And he is, in fact, certified in quantum healing hypnosis and past lives at the Dolores Cannon Academy in Arkansas and is actually the co-founder of Quantum Balance, the Healing Arts Center with transformational programs based on Long Island. That's in New York. Now, Martin does do past life regression therapy, and sometimes that turns out to be a future life. Also does sound and light healing, emotional healing therapy, 
pineal gland activation, connecting with your higher self, meeting your spirit guides, accessing your Akashic records, Reiki healing, and all kinds of really wonderful stuff that the world needs so much these days. He is fluent in Spanish and has translated several books into Spanish, including Dolores Cannon's The Custodians and Keepers of the Garden and many others. And in fact, he went on with me on a show in Mexico with, um, gosh, Johannin. I forget his last name, but it's a popular show in Mexico and did all the translating, which was so much fun because <laughs> every now and then I could actually um, understand a word here and there. <laughs> yeah, it was all kinds of fun. So thank you, Martin, for that. Yeah, Martin has worked with many people, authors and experiencers, aiding them in their journal of spiritual discovery. And as he says in his own words, I help you to connect with your higher self the healing of mind, body, and spirit. So many people do recall past lives reaching all the way back to ancient times, such as Atlantis or Lemuria. And of course, not only human past lives, but ET past lives, which I suspect many of us have, especially uh, you guys who are listening, being interested in things like this. Uh, he also helps people recall ET encounters with you know, amnesia and missing time, which often happens when we are young children. So there's many, many uses for quantum hypnotherapists. And of course, he has had some amazing UFO experiences of his own, which we'll probably touch upon, even though we did discuss them a bit in the last episode. But due to high demand and numerous requests, we are bringing Martin back for his second appearance. And he does have some really exciting new stuff to share as well. So it should be all kinds of fun. I will bring him on. There's Martin. <laughs> Hello. Martin. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you? All right. Thank you once more again. To, uh, I'm being honored to be you know, again in your show from both of you. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, we did get lots of requests to bring you back. And you're our first repeat guest. So that is really cool. And uh, we're, we're what, on episode 23 now, so I think we finally got our sea legs. At least I'd like to think so. <laughs> but we will see. <laughs> so, um, you know, one thing I thought we'd just dive into, and I, I don't mean to blindside you here, but I'm curious on your thoughts about the recent developments with the Mexican government talking about these Peruvian mummies, which date back what about 1000 3000 years uh, it's, it's a range of between 1000 and 1800 years so right. and already yeah. two studies on in dna and, and, and carbon you know dating right. it back so but they do it more really i really wanted to listen to it but it's all in spanish so i don't know if you had a chance to listen to what they were saying or not but i'm curious about your thoughts on it cuz you know this if this pans out is real honestly our dna this could be a game changer in a lot of ways. Yes, it is. I mean, it was a wonderful, um, you know, opportunity for for the go uh, Mexican government, you know, led by uh, Jaime Maussan, who's a, a big figure down there. You know, he's right. been a renowned, you know, um, um, uh, journalist presenting all videos, uh, photographs, and videos, and very few cases where he determines, you know, if they bring a lot of a lot of uh, evidence. 
he presents them, you know, and he has such a great team, you know, for, you know, to check whether the, uh, you know, the videos or the photographs, in this case, are the mummies. Well, he's very smart enough to to gather, uh, you know, a group of, of doctors and scientists. Even some of them were, like, from the military from Mexico. So these are, like, like, very serious people. And they were doing studies back in 2017, really. They flew down there to Peru. And they... Uh, and this uh, that was the first story they don't they even invite there was a group from from here from the US from Gaia TV right and even one of the Russian very renowned um uh, Konstantin Korokov he's he has like a lot of you know technology patents i mean he's a he's a big big figure and he went down there with them to study you know doing the uh, the basic stuff you know x-rays oh, really? yeah i know cuz he's he, he takes a very skeptical hard science viewpoint yeah, and they they came out, you know, with a you know with semi conclusion because they you know they need time to do more studies, but they say they determined they were real, they were biologicals, and that's how it's going on for the last you know six seven years really. Well, that's cool because you know there's a lot of speculation, a lot of people making all sorts of comments about this, and if it's science, it's science. You can't say no. Exactly. Yes, mean, you can have yes. your opinion on it, but truth is truth. So, it is. Uh, yeah. He even he even been uh, he's been very open because he recently uh, posted a video last week. You know, Jaime Maussan saying like, uh, telling the audience like, everyone everyone is welcome, scientists, students, for any for any speci specialty, they welcome to to analyze the uh, the mummies too. So there's not like they don't want to you know you know keep it you know hidden. Have he they asked DNA from them yet? He to, yeah, he invited every, everyone to study them. Okay. Yeah, well, I do hope it gets released to the public because we know our governments have the alien bodies already, which exactly. are current. <laughs> you know, they're not mummies. They're yes. Maybe just a 100 or 200 years old. Yes, and they, they there's a, such a controversy from the uh, Peruvian government too because they refuse they refuse to uh, to examine the uh, the bodies and in, and everything he he has been documented all these you know neglected from the government from the peruvian government really and then it's a, such a campaign to discredit it, you know because they found another like small figures like probably like 12 feet 12 i'm sorry 12 inches right and they they determine they they analyze those and they say oh these ones are kind of like kind of like a toys you know because they saw, you know, they were assembled some way or another, but there was like human material in it. But they didn't have, you know, they were like broken bones. So they didn't, they didn't, they didn't look like, like a really, you know, like live organism. But then, uh, you know, people from from the Peru, they were analyzed them. Those, you know, those dolls really, and they were saying, oh, all of them, they are the same. So. Is like you know, come on! You only analyze one, and you you saying like every everyone you know all of them are the same when you don't even analyze the other ones. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the campaign that's going on, you know, that this this information. Yeah, that's why it's so hard to move this field forward because people are so, and they're not even willing to examine the evidence. Exactly, they refuse. That's it. the real problem with scientists: if you just reject it. And you're not even willing to examine the evidence. Exactly. No, I mean, what's wrong with you? That's not that's not being science, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting because it is an interesting new development, and 
You know, there's been so many years of just absolutely nothing in terms of our government saying one wow. single word. Nothing. You know, yeah, that's right. Mexico has been much more forthcoming. I remember years ago there was a sighting over, I think it was over Mexico, with a plane flying, and there was I don't know seven or eight objects in the sky. Yes, yes, almost a dozen. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that was a great video. That was. Excuse me. It was from the army, you know, from the Mexican army. Right, right. So, I remember that because the footage was outstanding. And you, I don't think you could see them with the plain eye. But the, exactly. That's how they described it. Yes. Yeah. yes they, described, they couldn't see it with the naked eye. They had to use this infrared from the plane to see them. And even they approach, you know, even some, a few of them surround the airplane. Yeah, and they tried to pass it off. Oh, those are oil wells, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're reaching for explanations sometimes. <laughs> that was... Exactly, yeah. Uh, this, yeah. I think, is why the Mexican government has been quite a bit more forthcoming. That, and of course, we talked about in the last uh, show we did with you, the 1991 solar eclipse event Yes. yes over yes. Mexico City. Which yeah, We have an eclipse coming up this week, don't we? In about 10 days? In the um, U.S., we have one next year. In no, April no, 20, there's one coming up in like a week or two. I heard of it, but I haven't. Yeah, it's it going to really. go across uh, the West, uh, like okay. somewhere from um, Washington, Washington all the way down through Arizona to New Mexico. Mm, oh, okay, a solar a total, eclipse. A total solar eclipse. Yes. Wow. No. Well, I know we have a huge one going across Texas all the way up towards Illinois, and I think it's April 2024. Wow, that's yeah. in the middle of the country. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. If ever you get a chance to see a solar eclipse, do it. <laughs> it's yeah. much more dramatic than you think. It's That's amazing. True. Yeah. yeah. I was actually in Mexico during the 1991 uh, solar eclipse. Oh, Mexico City, unfortunately, because then I've seen the UFO. Right, right. And I was in La Paz. La Paz and Baja. That's the, the, uh, yeah. the peninsula. Yeah. Most amazing experience ever. Right. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and let alone too the uh, this UFO that were um, you know uh, reported and filmed from the government camera that is, is this like this station that is um, uh, surveillance the volcano right, like nearby Mexico City. It's called the Popocatépetl volcano, and they mm -hmm. see this huge. There was one time in what was that back in two thousand, I believe it was two thousand twelve or eleven. This huge, almost like a mile long. It just went right into the volcano when it was like, you know, getting to erupt. It was, you know, it was having an activity. And this just like cylinder blast right into the uh, into the volcano. That wasn't the only time. They've been constantly seeing, you know, UFOs going in, you know, in, in, in such a path. They went right into the volcano. Or some of them, they getting out of it, too. Yeah. For the last, you know, for the last 20 years, really, you know. I know about Mount Popo. In fact, Josh Gates, the guy who does Expedition X, did a show on that. Right. And they saw some of the UFOs themselves. Yes. Yes, that's the same one. Uh, uh, it's, you know, they call it Popo because it's, it's, it's a Nahuatl uh, name. You know, it's hard to pronounce. Yeah, I'm you just going to stick with Popo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all. Fantastic. yeah, it's Popo, but it's Popo Catepetl. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. it's hard, but yeah, that's uh, you know, the full name of the volcano. But yeah, there's been a, a full activity going on. Even now, this they have anyone can log into it. You know, I can't remember what's the website, and they actually they have two different cameras: one from the government and another from uh, from Jaime Maussan. He really 
you know, invest to keep, you know, uh, watching the volcano activity. And they've been picking up every, I don't know, every two, two weeks, three weeks. They have this activity, even UFOs, orbs, all kind of stuff. Dolly, I'm curious, why would UFOs go diving into a volcano? Is that to study, you think, or to pull energy? Um, actually, oh. volcanoes that are erupting and have magma coming up are highly electric. They uh, emit tons and tons of electrical activity. That's why you see orbs and lightning and stuff like that around them. And if they need power, they'll run right up to one and get it while it's active. They'll absorb the energy from it and then move on. So they do watch them. They do watch them from a distance, though, unless they're trying to get electricity from them. And then they'll go for that. So, All right. yeah, October 14th is the eclipse, by the way. Great, great. All right. And great. the total solar one is April 8th. Right. That's the one I absolutely want to see. Okay. We'll have to make plans for that. <laughs> because who yeah. knows? UFOs may show up. You never know. Yeah. I know, I know they're not here right now, but yeah, I can yeah. keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always uh, present because I remember watching uh, uh, Jaime Maussani presentations and the, during the solar eclipse around the world, and they always people film them. They're always nearby somehow. Something's going on. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, Martin, t tell us, you know, I know we went over some of this already, but for those who haven't heard of you before, can you talk a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in UFOs and quantum hypnotherapy and all of that? Okay. So I was born in Mexico City. And as I, as I explained before in the first show, I had my own sighting since I was a child. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't understand what I was watching. But, you know, later on in life, I was, you know, remember it and then uh when i said was i was a teenager even with my family we were uh, uh just going to this park nearby where i used to live i was a teenager and we, we, my whole family saw this big ufo just dotted off like zoom you know in front of our faces and we were like just staring at each other you know what's going on you know and later on of course we watched the uh the one we explained about the solar eclipse in mexico city which was unbelievable and Millions of people saw, you know, observed that, you know, that UFO that you just mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, put that photograph in the last time. So, and and and, and I had other few more later on, of course. Even when my in in my blog, I remember I was telling about this uh, concert from Pat Benatar, one of the rock stars mm -hmm. from the '80s. I remember that. <laughs> right, remember that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. and then then uh, the funny thing was like, uh, it was a uh, you know a, a holiday in that day because it's December 12th in Mexico they celebrate the Virgin of Guadalupe which is one of the religious you know figures in around the world because it's the mother of, of Jesus and this shrine that you know that is in, in this basilica in Mexico City so many pilgrims come to pay tribute you know to uh, um, to you know to pay, pay a visit you know so there's like almost more than a million people who gather in that date. So that night I observed another one and it wasn't only myself. It was my, my friends where I used to live. You know, I was like, what, yeah. 17, 18 year old, you know, oh. we were like four of us, uh, you know, just, you know, just hanging out in the corner of our street. And we saw this UFO. It was like 730 already between 738. It was, it was almost dark already. So we saw this, like this side of the, uh, of the UFO and we could see the lights going around, you know, very slowly. And the UFO just moves, you know, moves very slowly and then 
darted off to this to this you know to to the space really it was just <laughs> this like, streak of light you know leaving behind and the UFO came back five minutes later <laughs> doing the same pattern that was only twice so mm. that was another one and of course in the US I had a, a couple more that's when I went to uh, Arkansas to study, you know, uh, in the uh, Dolores Cannon Academy. I saw the, we saw these orbs that we always call like probably a little more bigger of the twice size of the basket basketball, you know, coming, you know, from from above the trees, and it's just one of them. It just sent me a beam of light to my face just right. when I was I was gonna say oh I didn't see before they said the word anything. He just, you know, flashed the light right over my head. So we that's were like, whoa. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, yeah. that's acknowledgement, 100%. <laughs> Undeniable acknowledgement. <laughs> exactly. And we were like seven of us in, you know, um, um, you know hanging in there in that house. Just when uh, that was the last day of our graduation because we rent a house, to, you know, to take the course and everything. And then uh, we just, you know, having a good time. I was eating watermelon, actually, you know, it was like, kind of like that, 738, almost the same time, you know, <laughs> and um, four of them were just, you know, out there smoking. But I was talking to another, you know, to another friend in the house when one of them just came rushing, like, come on, guys, you know, get out of the house. We've seen these, these orbs, uh, you know, around the house. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are just, you know. <laughs> 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 They're just tripping out, you know. That was that was my main thoughts. But now, sure enough, we saw this one, and and the next hour we we saw only like three or four at the distance, you know, just hovering, you know, here and there. But yeah, we we had that, you know, very close encounter, of course. So, <laughs> do you think <laughs> you've ever been on board? You know, have you <laughs> any uh, indication of that? <laughs> That's a great question, you know. <laughs> but, but sure enough, you know, one of my uh, in my sessions, you know, I was having this. We call it the workshop of of a future life, right? Right. And sure enough, I was in in, in a UFO craft somewhere. I, I'm not. I don't know exactly that you know the time, but I sure enough I was inside a craft, and I remember just you know like having been in this console with this uh, like like translucent or transparent screen, you know, and had these like holograms popping up and I, I was watching my hands moving like this <laughs> and interacting with icons and symbols and all that. And then I saw these like, I saw like a window, right? And I saw the earth at the distance. And then the next scene I saw, I was like, I saw these forests and lakes and oceans, something like that. And domes popping out from the, uh, uh, you know, from the forest. Wow. The next scene I saw, I was inside one of those domes with many, many other peoples. Well, actually, there were people. There were beings from different races. We were all standing in this, like, concentric platform going like this, you know, like, um, you know, like going down in the center. Right. And I remember I was hearing them, but nobody was speaking. I was hearing inside my thoughts a dialogue, you know. Wow. And I saw different, you know, um, um, at, you know, many, many of them, they were wearing different outfits, many colors. And I remember wearing one, like a tight suit, like kind of like white and a, and like a dark stripe on my shoulder, like down the arm. That's what I was remember seeing myself like this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the next thing I was the one speaking because everyone was observing me, 
you know, but I wasn't speaking with my mouth. I was speaking with my thoughts. Wow. And that was one of those, that's, that's, that's what I exactly saw. So, but there were many beings from different, many different races. Amazing. There you <laughs> go. There's a lot going on in the world. So you, you learned quantum hypnotherapy. So what drew you to that? And yes. How did oh, you get interested in that? Oh my God. Yeah. You know, I had my, uh, what do you call, um, my ex existential crisis when I was like a teenager, it was like 11, 12, just about, you know, a few years before I had this um, sighting. And I remember watching, uh, you know, Carl Sagan, the, the TV show Cosmos. You remember that, that show back in the, in the yeah, 80s? Carl Sagan, billions upon billions of stars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I remember watching that show. I was 11 years old and I was like, totally like, blew my mind, you know? <laughs> and I started having these, you know, um, thoughts and question myself and all that. And of course, that drew me, not, not only that, but I had a really rough, you know, uh, uh, childhood with my, you know, my, my father was like alcoholic and he works, you know, he's, you know, he always, he was a hard worker, but he was a very tough guy, you know, people from back then was really tough. And I remember he had, he was having like, you know, very tough time with those too, you know, and I was, you know, growing up depressed, you know, having reaching 14, 15 year old, wanted to kill myself. I had like suicidal thoughts and all that. Mm -hmm. Probably like many people went through almost the same stage too, you know? <laughs> and then sure enough, I was start getting sick and all that, I had gastritis, ulcers and all sort of things, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I would start questioning myself when I was seeing a study in psychology, you know, cause I didn't want to go, I don't want to get through, through pharmaceuticals. Then I started you know, discovering all these alternative medicine and all that you know and different techniques and then that's how i i you know i, I was starting getting to uh, i remember i don't know can't remember somehow i was listening to uh brian wise um um interview in mexico really because he was presenting one of his books that was back into the 90s and that's how i get into my mind you know what do you mean like we have past lives so that, <laughs> uh, that's how my journey started and i started you know doing research you know finding many authors until I found Dolores Cannon. That was in 2010 when she was releasing her, her book, the, uh, the Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth. Wow. When I saw the presentation, I felt like it was talking to me. That's how I, I you know, because back then I was already going to the field, you know? So I was like, I wasn't sure which, which technique should I study. But when I discovered her and, you know, the information, what is it, what it, was it was coming from, it was coming from source or higher cell. I was like, that blew my mind. And of course I went through the same, you know, so I had my own sessions. I went to <laughs> and all that. And it really, you know, I practiced to myself too. So that kind of like opened the way. And that's the way I ended up doing that. You know, of course I had a background, of course, you know, little by little, I had signs, books, you know, talking about past lives and all that. But, you know, to make, you know, long story short, that's how I ended up doing, you know, quantum healing hypnosis technique. Uh, did you ever oh, get no. to meet uh, Dolores? That, that's another story because um, I remember she was uh, having a presentation in, I can't remember what it was in Minnesota or Minneapolis, one of those cities. Right. That was in October in, in 2014. And I was telling my wife, you know, we're going to, you know, we were like planning 
you know, getting, you know, booked the, the hotel, the flight, you know, and that's when she got the accident. She kind of like a, she fell off or no. something. And then she recovered, really. She she got out of the hospital. But like a month later, she died, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, that happened. But sure enough, one of, one of my sessions, she sent me a message. And it was a beautiful message, really. So that was like, you know, that was kind of like a confirmation, you know, for me. And sure enough, the message I want to share with you guys because it was touching for me, you know. Sure, yeah. The message was, you know, she's like, because that was one of my guides or one of our guys. What, what I later gonna I'm gonna introduce it. His name was Dermilac, and he during the session that was with my sister's session. That's how I knew. He goes like, "Well, Dolores Cannon, she's so happy that you learned so well, because." She didn't choose you as your student. She chose you as a friend. Oh, oh wow. That's adorable. That's <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, so that's how I, get, it. I did actually get to meet her very briefly. Did you? Yeah. She was at a convention I was at. We had, you know, my table was right across from hers. Finally, you know, and it was always crowded, of course. And here I am kind of sitting by myself. <laughs> Finally, I got up and I, I waited in line and I got to just shake her hand. And I think I got her book, The Custodians. Custodians. Which is very, very interesting. I translated that book. Yeah, yeah. What I liked about her stuff is that she doesn't edit. She just lays it out. This is what happened. This is what yes. she uncovered. Yep. And she's not, you know, what I call shoe fitting or cherry picking and pushing exactly. an agenda. She's just yes. reporting it as it is. Yes, true research. That's what that's, I really appreciate. Yes, that's the technique she develops. We don't, you know, we don't really put our beliefs. We just report the way it is, like a raw material. We just put it out there, and that's how I'm gonna share the sessions too. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll get to those. But can you let people know what is quantum hypnosis? Because there's a, there's so many. Yes. Uh, you know, so much controversy surrounding hypnosis. We had Barbara Lamb. Um, right. I remember I watched that. Yeah. You know, and uh, recently, Yvonne Smith. Yes. Yvonne who are Smith. both fairly prominent in this field. Well, very yeah. prominent, I should say. Right. And right. Uh, you yourself are a rising star in this field. So I'm interested in your thoughts on how you can explain hypnosis to people in a, in a way that, you know, dispels yes. all the myths and controversies. Because I right. know it works. I've done my studies of it. You, used correctly, it's an excellent tool. Yes, it is. And it's, a, it's actually it's a way to relax yourself, to access in the part of your eternal being, really, that knows everything about yourself. Right. Now, this technique is, is not about suggestions. Our work is only to relax you know, the person. And source or higher self is the one who's in charge to show you whether those past lives, quote unquote, past lives, you know, things from your subconscious mind, even future lives, or some cases, extraterrestrial lives too. Right. So, yeah. And then uh, and when people come for, you know, for the session, we ask them to bring a list of questions. Any question that you have from your life that you cannot understand, you know, conflicts, accidents, relationships, anything that you can think of, you know, that why did this happen? You know, 
why did I had such a, um, a rough time with, 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 with one of my parents or my cousin and so on. You can bring any questions to the, uh, to the session. And then when you're in that stage, once, you know, once, you know, the, um, the, you know, the procedure is like, you're going to observe first or leave really those past lives. And then we call Hagar Self or Source. And that's the one who's going to explain to us like a dialogue, like just what we're doing right now. You know, why did you show Preston that life, that past life in Europe in 12th century per se, you know, and that's the one who's going to start explaining all oh, because he needs to remember this, this and that. And then we do the questions, you know, is there any people, any person from that past life that is in his present life? If he so, who is it and why? And that's when they you know, start bringing these, you know, um, agreements or contracts between souls for something, for learning experience, for karma, for anything else. You know, that's many variables when, you know, when source explains it, all these, you know, uh, a jigsaw puzzle that we are, you know, as a soul. Mm -hmm. Remember, not as a human, but as a, in the soul level, which is totally different point of view. Right. So right. hypnosis, in, in a nutshell, is basically just opening a doorway, allowing you to access your true self. Or Exactly. Yes. The eternal part of ourselves, which is source. You know, religions have always taught us that God is a third person. It's not. It's us, really. Right. You know, we are part of that. I find the, the uh, process interesting for a couple of reasons. One is that when you're learning to use your abilities so you connect to your higher self, right? you have to relax. And a lot of people have a really hard time doing that. I mean, a really hard time. They can't focus. Yes. And it takes somebody to guide them through to get right. them that. And what you're literally doing is helping them get there so they do make contact with their higher conscience. Exactly. And I, I think it's awesome. I really do. Yes. Yeah, some people struggle, you know, to get on their hypnosis because they're very controlling, you know, mm -hmm. they're very analytical, they have fears, you know, they're kind of like skeptical. So mm -hmm. I develop a protocol, you know, for weeks to, you know, to teach you. First, I teach you to how to meditate mm -hmm. and then you're going to practice for weeks. I'm talking about seven to 12, 13 weeks of just self-guided mm -hmm. meditation just to get into your inner peace where oh, i'm so yeah. glad you said that yeah yeah because yeah, i always recommend yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah. people ask me if, should i go under hypnosis i'm like yeah but first what i would ask you to do is write down what you do remember and second meditate meditate yes. on it because exactly. this will open doors for yes. you yeah. yes it's, so. well i have a burning question about this thing how many of your clients tell you that they've become more psychic after these sessions? Oh, <laughs> many of them. Because in my mind, really? that's what's happening. You're opening them up, and they're using it. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> what is, what is typical is telepathy, like synchronicities. Sometimes I'm, I'm talking yeah. to, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, you know, another client, referring to another case that I had. And sure enough, the guy or the, the lady or the guy who I, I was talking to, he texts me or, you know, send me something, you know, through an email or whatever, you know. It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> you know? But well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a door. It's, it's awesome. opening. If, if, you, if you continue to meditate, that's one of the recommendations from, from source or higher self. If you continue meditating, yes, 
those gifts that are natural from us right. will mm -hmm. increase or develop or expand really, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. Here's Maria Maria. She says, I experienced a quantum hypnotherapy session and experienced the life of an amphibian being. And I was a light form simply existing. It was wild. We're going to go into that part. So, yeah, uh, Maria, thank you for the introduction because we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things I want to explain too, uh, 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 Preston, because that's another um, insight or another point of view from this type of hypnosis. When I was referring to some people experience once more time, you know, being as another extraterrestrial from another planet dimension or even galaxy is is there are is is for a reason and the source or higher self show to the person why you know that's when we start having this dialogue you know and i give you i'm gonna give you this i have three cases i'm, I'm gonna share to you to you guys so you can understand how is this you know this dynamic you know so perfect so the first floor case. is yours <laughs> thank Let's you go. bring it so, on all right First case. All right. This this is one of my my um, youngest clients that I had. She was like 19 year old and uh, she came for the session because she had a tough time. You know, like uh, even she had like a half, you know, Bell's palsy, which is halfway of the face paralyzed. Right. Yeah. And her eye was open. You know, every time she wants to have, a, you know, a cup of water, the water was, you know, dripping out of her mouth, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, like, she had this, you know, like, very, very um, struggling to speak her truth. And what was her truth? She wants to came, to, she wants to come out of the closet. You know, she likes ladies. You know, she likes girls. And she, of oh. course, she felt like she was gonna be rejected by her family. You know, but that's the thing she was holding for so many years. And she came, you know, to the session. You know, we, we spoke about it and all that. And sure enough. One of, the, one of the events that she told me that it was, that was actually one of the last questions, right? And that's, the, that's my point right here. She told me when she was between four and five year old, she used to live, you know, in this apartment and, you know, her mom, you know, talking in bed and she was ready to go to sleep, you know, and somehow she wasn't, you know, she wasn't falling asleep, but she had a little light on her, on her bedroom, you know, lighting up, you know, very, you know, low light, you know. All and right. she somehow she saw this like kind of like dark figure. She thought it was like a, a ghost. So she pulled the cover over her, you know, because she felt scared, you know. So she kind of like closed her eyes, but somehow she didn't hear anything. She didn't feel anything else. So somehow she opened her eyes and that's where she saw these like cartoonish figures. She saw like three of them dancing on her chest for a few seconds, you know, but the reaction that she had, she told me like, you know, the minute I saw them, it made me laugh because they were like, kind of like playing, you know, like uh, <laughs> wow. between each other. Like she started laughing, you know, she kind of like forgot about the ghost or whatever she was sewing, you know, on her on her um, door bedroom. And she started laughing and when she blinks, they disappear. So that was one of her questions. Like, what exactly? So did I imagine myself? Was it my mind playing tricks? Or what exactly was right? So here, here's the answer. 
<laughs> so that's when we had this dialogue with Source. I was like, I present, I had to present everything just the way I explained to you guys. And then Source says, well, those cartoonist figures, I was like, who are they? Is it's coming from her mind or something? She goes, no, those were real beings. I was yeah. like, what kind of beings are you talking about? So, and he goes like, well, these beings are from another place. And like, can you tell me what place are you talking about? He goes like, from Venus. And I was, okay, so what was the whole experience? What did they show to her? And they say, and, and sort of says, because they want to her to know that she's never alone, that she's always in company, and they always taking care of her, and nothing's going to happen to her, nothing wrong is going to happen to her. I was like, okay. And I continue my, you know, my questions. Okay, so what is the relationship between these, uh, you know, beings from Venus to her? And here's the answer. Because she used, she used to belong to that family, to that planet. Ah, so she's related to them. See, see, and he goes, yes, she's related to them. And they always observing her and they always learning from her human experience. Wow. Ah, okay. And I was like, okay, my following question. Okay. So, okay. Her whole issue was about, you know, she wants to come out of the class and all that. So source explained, okay, she made an agreement with her whole family, her human family. And was like, okay, what is the agreement? She volunteered to teach them a lesson. I was like, what lesson are you, are you referring to? The lesson of tolerance. That's another characteristic from unconditional love from the creator. And, the, and they need to learn that lesson to be tolerant through her experience as, as we know, you know, as a gay or lesbian. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. And then my following question, okay. And what was her, her other lesson for her? She goes like, she needs to um, uh, experience, she wants to know what is to be, to forgive and be forgiven. I was like, why, why, why did, does she need to, you know, learn? I mean, you know, most of us, we assume to, to go to a process to, you know, when someone does something bad to us or wrongdoing, you know, some of us have tough time to forgive them, you know. But sure enough, if we have many past lives, I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't be that, you know, what are the basic lessons that we, you know, experience as a human being? So my question was like, so why does she has to learn this lesson? I mean, how long she has, has she been in the planet? And the answer was like, I blew my mind. And he goes, she has been in the planet only 800 years. Hmm. I was That's like, kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I was like, so, and here's my skeptical mind. You know, for other people, you know, they might wonder, you know. Okay, so here's my other uh, question. I was like, okay, so in case if you want to, you know, meet this other civilization in Venus, right? What if I, if I take a rocket, you know, a spaceship, and I go to uh, to land in Venus? Am I expecting to see any buildings or anything, anything like that? They, they have built on a cities or any anything? And sources, not really. I was like, why? Oh, because they vibrate in higher, so you're not gonna able to see them, but they are there in another dimension, in another density. Ever pondered upon the nature of existence? Is it merely a series of random events, 
Or is there a deeper, more profound aspect to it that we're missing? In the conventional view, existence is a dualistic dance of opposites, a push and pull of light and dark, good and bad, life and death. But what if there's more to it? Enter the Dualistic Unity podcast, a radical exploration that presents existence as a singular, ongoing event without an opposite. It peels back the layers of our perceived reality, revealing a profound paradox that challenges our conventional understanding of self and reality. This podcast doesn't just stop at unraveling the mysteries of existence. It ventures further to challenge the notion of separation, the illusion that we are distinct entities disconnected from the rest of the universe. It explores the interconnectedness of all things, showing how our identification contributes to the illusion that we are divided. But the real kicker? This podcast invites listeners to accept and dissolve their attachment to dualistic thinking, to embrace a more fluid and interconnected experience of reality, where traditional boundaries melt away. The Dualistic Unity podcast isn't just about intellectual understanding. It's an invitation to embrace uncertainty, to let go of assumptions, and to discover a deeper sense of what truly is. Ready to question everything? Tune in to the Dualistic Unity podcast. Hmm. Ah, okay. So I was like, okay, so if, if she's from this civilization, which is higher, you know, why does she have to come to Earth, which is where we are more dense, you know, dense, you know? And he goes like, oh, because she wants to experience, she wants to live the experience of Earth because Earth offers this opportunity to evolve higher too. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Earth is a tough school. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's very cool about all of this is that, you know, I think when people think of quantum hypnosis or hypnosis in general, they think, well, people are doing it to recall either past life or UFO encounter. But no, it's more about yourself and exactly. your life path yes. even on this planet. So it can be any issue. I mean, it's yeah. unlimited. Yes, it's to understand you, your life journey, you know, all your issues. Remember, this, this thing is designed to healing, whether, you know, mind patterns, emotional, or even physical, because everything's related. You know, we try to see it like separate, right. but it's not. Everything's related, let alone, you know, our soul history. There's always something, you know, that we kind of like working out in this, you know, incarnation. But we all have, you know, that, you know, uh, that background, really. So that basically, you know, you, you go into your own history to understand your present time. And of course, to really fully embrace what exactly you're supposed to be doing. What is your life purpose? Yeah. That's the basic question that we, you know, we present to, you know, to source. What is uh, Preston life's purpose per se? You know, what is uh, uh, Preston uh, uh, life lesson? So those very, you know, fundamental questions will, you know, bring you back, you know, back into your, you know, your mission in your life. And right. everything flows. When you start working on it, everything flows. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you had a couple of other cases you wanted to talk about, but I want to bring up this question real quick before I lose it. And this is from Central Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And the question is, since there's reportedly no time on the other side, I think we already mentioned this, yes. meaning when we die, can this type of hypnosis take us forward in time oh, yeah. and into other future lives we yeah. may have in the future? Yeah, I I'm going to give you a very briefly um, um, case too. 
that was very amazing. It reminds me to a, a movie that you guys are gonna figure it out. And I remember this guy um, came for the session, and then uh, sure enough, when he was you know uh, exploring a past life, he was like a a, a, a tribal chief. That was twelve thousand years ago. We we are like coming out of the ice age, and he was located between France and Germany, you know. And sure enough, there was like fifty people in the tribe, and you know he's wearing all these, you know, um, um, he has a, a, a pierce, and he has this um, leather, you know, from from animals, you know, covered themselves, and they were living next to a cliff, and they had these bonfires all the time in a cave. That's right. what I remember. And sure enough, you know, higher self show him this lifetime. And that lifetime, there was like um, uh, his his actual brother from this lifetime. They were together as well in that lifetime. But then when I when we move, you know, the person to another lifetime, that's when it happens. And <laughs> he started telling me like he's in a, inside a rocket in a spacecraft going to Mars, and he was the uh, the cargo engineer, and he was so happy. He was like 20, 28 year old. You know, so excited, and we had this dialogue. I was, you know, telling like, we you know, what are you doing? You know, what's your uh, your duty and all that. So he started telling me about, you know, why is this happening? And the year is twenty one fifty going to Mars, and he told me that they already colonized Mars and they had these underground cities. And I was like, why are you guys, you know, moving to Mars? He goes like, because in Earth, everything is, is getting very tight. Um, you know, that the resources are depleted and we're just moving away to like a part of the civilization. And, uh, you know, I started, you know, doing more questions about Mars and all that. But sure enough, from the past, from 12,000 years ago to, you know, a couple of hundred, a hundred years in the future. And that's when I, I asked, you know, how you said, why do you show him this future life, you know? And he goes like, because he, he's, he thought that this is his only, the only one life that he ever had, and no, we want we want him to show that life continues, and he's very important in his community, even though he felt like you know he's not relevant or important, he is every time he smiles, because he you know he works in a customer service, you know every time he has you know a, you know a customer and he smiles and he treats them well and all that. He's making, you know, he's making ripples in people's lives. So he's okay. important as well as this engineer, as well as he was a, 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 a chief on a, in a tribe. So that's an, okay. that's an example. <laughs> Is that clear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, had, you know, astral body experiences, you get a sense, you know, when you go to the other side, that time is not what we think it is. And certainly... No. I've had, you know, what, precognitive dreams and stuff, visions of the future. So, awesome. Um, absolutely, this is stuff that. You know, and you have a book, right, too, Preston? About out-of-body experiences, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember wa watching it. it. Was it was? It's awesome, really. So yeah. So there's no dimension. There's no time. Really, everything is happening at the same time. No, so it's fascinating stuff. All right. Well, so you said you had a couple of other cases. Yeah. You Here's the second case, all right, from the ET uh, perspective, right? Okay, the second, this is from a lady. She's, um, you know, this case, she's actually a dentist. 
and her case was like she had like this uh her hands were sore the arms she had like kind of like a pain and of course she went to, you know to make tests for arthritis and all all of them they, you know they they came out negative so she had this issue for a couple years already so she's kind of like you know intuitive and she channels really but she kept it for herself you know and then uh and actually she told me she went to um to south america she went to colombia to do this hypnosis with this renowned doctor in down there you know he's been you know putting a lot of uh, sessions on on youtube as well but anyway one of the questions was like you know because she had this event the same she was like between five and six six year old right all right. And she was living in Colombia, and she had this beautiful garden. And she was playing with herself, and all of a sudden, this she told me she quoted like that a midget came from the bushes, you know, like almost her her size, you know, for a between five and six year old. And then, um, but he, the way he she described it, she had like this kind of like a cone, funny looking hat, but the midget was uh, somehow shimmering. You know, <laughs> so kind of like walked to her, kind of saw her, wave at her, and just turn around and walked away, right? So she was like, you know, I want to know what exactly was this. Almost the same like the other case, like wasn't my imagination. So this, was a, this was a fully conscious experience that she yes, had. Yes, conscious. Yes, yes, but yeah. she was a child. You know, she's like doubting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that was one of the encounters. But then. When she went to do, to do this hypnosis in South America, during the hypnosis, you know, she was just laying, you know, back, in, in, you know, in a, this bed and all that. And, and during the hypnosis, she was able to see, like, above the room or the wall, this gray being like this and looking at her, you know. She was oh. able to see that during the hypnosis, you know. Like she had, you know, her eyes closed, but she was somehow this image came to her mind but somehow you know the, that doctor um, um hypnosis technique you can't really tell because she came back with more questions you know <laughs> and i was like don't worry just make the questions we you know we presented to higher self and sure enough so here is the here's the answers from 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 source and he goes like okay the first what was that midget <laughs> okay and he goes like okay he was it was a bean, okay. It was a bean from 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 where? And it was like, again, that was that's a coincidence. I don't know, somehow coincidence. It was like he's from Venus, okay. Is that his real form? And he was like, no, that's not his real form. So can you you know can you play? Can you tell me please what is this, their physical appearance? And he goes like, well, they have a physical appearance, but they could. They could manifest themselves as they wish, and I go like, "Are you talking about like shape shifting?" He goes, "Yes, they they can shape shift in any any way they wanted to." Okay, so my following question goes like, "Okay, what was the purpose for that experience? Why did he present himself to her? Oh, because he want her to know that she always been you know taken care of. He that got, that um, that being was assigned to her." And I was like, what is the purpose? So just to keep, you know, just to observe her and follow her, following, you know, just to follow her and observe at the distance that make sure he's, she is okay during her development as human. Well, that seems to be a common answer that comes up in different sessions. 
Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, and sure enough, okay, the next question, because that ties it up this first encounter. Okay. And I was, I was like, okay, what was that gray bean that she saw during the hypnosis in South America? And he goes like, no, it wasn't a gray bean really. Okay. So what exactly was, well, that bean was slightly different. It was like, it was like a human form, kind of bluish, different eyes. And I was like, why did she saw like a gray bean then? Because, and, and, you know, so explain, because on her mind, there is not a background to refer to that being. And sometimes the mind trying to fill up those gaps and the way that the way she interpreted, but it wasn't like that. Ah, okay. So who is this blue bean is from? From Venus as well. I was like, ah, okay. (laughs) So very strange. Yeah. So I go like, okay, so what is the relationship between, you know, these beings from Venus, you know, to her? Same answer. Because she used to, you know, live in that civilization. And they always learn him, you know, through her human experience. They learn everything. Ah, Okay, so that's basically her family. He goes, yes, that was her last family in that planet. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. All right. So... <laughs> <Not shocking. laughs> Isn't that a surprise? <laughs> it's very, very strange for sure. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, but you know, you know, the way I'm telling you guys is like, you know, coming from me, from a third person, but the one who experienced it, that it resonates within their whole, you know, from your whole heart and soul and everything. It fills up that kind of misery and fear. It just fades away you know and I it think that's, yeah, that's the important part really yeah. is if it brings healing oh my god yeah good, you know yes yeah, exactly very cool all right so, so that was the second one or was that the third that you oh the second okay it's a third one you guys <laughs> it's gonna be more interesting i promise <laughs> <laughs> all right here's a third case the third case oh my god this is very i, I love this case <laughs> this young lady, she's probably twenty something. She's twenty eight, and then um, she was recently graduated from what last what was two two years? I guess she graduates from from history bachelor. You know, she loves history. You know, and archaeology and all that, right? And then um, that was her actually her third past life that she was experiencing during the session. Right? She was showing two other past lives actually was one in new york city actually 
in 1940s, 1950s. She was a young guy and all that, but he somehow was tied to this, you know, this present life. But anyway, the third life that she saw, the scene started where, you know, every time the person, you know, the first scene that we always ask, you know, what is your surroundings? You know, how do you, how do you see yourself? You know, how do you feel your body, young, older, sick, health, and all that, you know? So the first first thing that she starts seeing is like, I see these pyramids at the distance. I see like, like sand and it's warm, it's a warm planet. So, you know, but we never assume, remember, there's no leading questions until much, much later. And then she goes like, okay, I'm, she goes like, I'm picking up, you know, a, a, a bunch of sand through my hand, but my hand has three fingers. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's a clue there. <laughs> and I here we go. And then, uh, and then, uh, sure enough, I was like, how do you see your body? I was like, you know, she goes, okay, I have arms, you know, she's wearing something like, like kind of like a mask covering her, you know, her face and her body. But the thing is like, she wasn't able to see legs or feet. She goes like, I'm levitating. Huh. She's like, I'm not walking. I'm just levitating. I'm like, okay, so, and then of course she's like, okay, so what are you doing there? My, in the, um, that was my question. So what are you doing there? And he goes like, okay, so I'm trying to, um, I'm a historian, I'm, I'm archaeologist, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what happened to this planet because this is not my planet. I'm exploring the universe and exploring this planet that there used to be a civilization. In some house, that ET that we were talking about. He was able, it has the uh, the psych ability to tap into the history right away because she started telling me, Oh, there used to be like a kind of like a human um, civilization, and they had these cities, they had water, they have resources, you know, resource of every water, uh, minerals, they have every they have vegetation. She started telling more details, you know, and he goes, like, But they became very selfish and they they became extinct. They were, you know, um, 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 he goes like, they were very selfish and they were able to distribute the uh, the resources of the planet. And they're gone. I was like, okay. So I was like, is somehow we experiencing that? He goes like, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay. So my <laughs> next question was like, so, and of course, when she, you know, I was like, you know, what's I asked her at the beginning, what's behind you? We always ask that question, what's behind you? And she know, sure know, was like, oh, there's my spacecraft, is my spaceship back there? And she, you know, she uh, kind of like um, described it like a typical, you know, um, elongated, you know, saucer, you know, flying saucer, kind of like that, you know. And sure enough, I was like, okay, so what are you gonna do with this information? And he goes like, okay, I'm going to present it to my civilization. And I go, okay, go, okay, so can we go out? And when you are presenting that, you know, revealing that information, he goes, yes. And we go right there, right away. And sure enough, she starts describing me like she's in this building, this big hall, and there's like nine beings surrounding her. Like they're sitting like, like, a, um, um, like a U, you know, or, or, or shoe horse kind of like shape these nine beings and she's, or he is really, because it's a, it's a male, he's <laughs> in the middle, you know? And he's presenting, you know, the you know the data and all that. And that's how, you know, she told me like, okay, there's a window in the building. I can see the, this building. There's kind of like, um, like um, there's no vegetation, but it's like kind of like a, a desert 
kind of looking environment, you know, and there's some buildings and, 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 and she discovered the same way they were wearing the same outfit, all of them, you know, like kind of like a mask or something, like covering the whole, whole body. Mm-hmm. But somehow they just, you know, she told me like they were kind of like sitting, but, you know, probably were levitating in there, you know, <laughs> because they don't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then, you know, he's, he, he is, you know, giving the, the info. And then I go like, okay, can we know a little more about yourself? And that's how my question go, you know? And I go like, how do you guys reproduce? That's, this is very interesting. Um, um, Cause he goes like, okay, the way we reproduce, he goes like, is like through the mind, through energy. And he started describing what well, actually she, on this decision, she goes moving her hands like this. Okay. We think about like a, like a sphere of energy and then the being start, you know, you know, being solid, like materialized, really. Huh. And I go, so, and my question was like, okay, so you guys need like a female and male like we humans do? He goes, no, actually, not really. Like, it's only one being can do that. And I was going, so is the male or is it just the female that they have the ability to reproduce? He goes, like, well, mostly, like you guys say, the female, they are able to reproduce. And, and I go, like, so how many, you know, how many times do you guys can you reproduce? He goes like only once in a lifetime. And I go, okay, so what is your lifespan? Oh, he goes like, oh, almost like 10,000 years compared to you, you know, to your time of, of humans. <laughs> wow. And I go, okay, so how do you guys die? He goes like, okay, we know when we're ready to move on. So we just, you know, we sit down. He goes like, we sit down and we just disappear. <laughs> and I go, okay, so... And I, <laughs> But the question was like, so what do you guys eat? He say he goes like, we don't eat. So how do you sustain yourself? How do you sustain your body? Oh, he goes like, oh, through through energy. What kind of energy do you guys use? He goes like, oh, it's the universal energy. That's how he was he laid it out, you know. Oh no, yeah. And he was like, okay, so can we know a little more about you know yourself and all that? And and when I say this question, that he. You know, later she, when she walked up, she described it. They all of them, they stand out, you know, they stand out and they were like kind of excited because I was asking about their civilization and all that. And he goes like, oh, well, we don't really want to share that for now because we really, uh, we, we beings that we, we really reserve to ourselves. I was like, okay, I understand that. We just, you know, just curiosity because we want to, you know, learn too, you know, we want to go through this time that we're having a tough time, you know, in our planet, he goes like, "Yes, we understand that, and we have visited your planet already." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Do you have? Do you have contact with any? You know, with any human?" He goes like, "No, we never did, and we want to keep it like that." And I was like, "Do you left any traces or something?" He goes like, "No, we just want to keep <laughs> ourselves, you know, you know, hi- hidden. Really, we just observe from the distance." And I go like, okay, so do you do any trading or do you um, share with all the other civilizations? They goes, yes. He goes like with 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 few. And I was like, okay, so where are you guys are from? You know, what you know, what planet or something? Are you guys in the galaxy? He goes like, no, we're from the uh, what do you guys call the uh, Andromeda galaxy. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And so I was like, so how do you guys, um, um, you know, um. um can you give us, a, you know, like a message or something for us, for for humans, you know, for our development? He goes like, well, um, 
the way we 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 keep to ourselves and keep evolving because we we learn from others' mistakes, from other civilization mistakes. That's how our consciousness influences the universe. That's how you guys benefit from. I was like, okay, because everything is tied together. We all want in the universe. Well, that's interesting. Well, well, here's a question from Doxy regarding this. Um, is this in the future or the past? So she's wondering about this particular case. You... In this particular case, it was happening now. Oh, okay. Yes. Because when, um, you know, because when I, I asked, you know, when I asked the source, why did you show her to, you know, this lifetime? He goes like, because, you know, that's how related she is because she's, one of them too as well living this experience and everything is happening now because all this information is helping other races wow and she's operating without you know without consciousness you know without anything you know that she the client doesn't even even know about you know ets or this you know um, topic about it so because we had an interview before you know before doing the hypnosis and that's when I hear people's story, you know, this, all your conflicts and so on. And, you know, she wasn't, you know, she was careless about the ET phenomena. She even mentioned about anything. But, yeah, that's how it was related because she was gathering information. And through that civilization, they were observing and learning too. All right. Well, I have a couple more questions, but we do need to take a quick station identification break. So I want to let everyone know that you're watching The Light Gate. This is episode 23. I'm your host, Preston Dennett, and my lovely co-host is Dolly Safran. Our guest tonight is Martin Rivera, quantum hypnotherapist, experiencer, UFO researcher, and all-around healer. And you are listening, we are streaming live on United Public Radio Network in New Orleans, 107.7 and UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 on YouTube as well, Facebook, and Roku. So thank you all for joining us tonight. We're having a wonderful time talking with Martin Rivera, and I know he's got some exciting new stuff he wants to share, and we've got some really cool images as well that go along with it. But I do have a few more questions, Martin, if that's all right, uh, because I'm curious about... You know, this is all about healing, uh, this modality, this, you know, quantum hypnosis. Right. And I know that people who recall past lives sometimes experience a physical healing or yes. have a phobia that's absolutely abolished. And I'm wondering if you've ever run into that where someone actually got healed of some sort of physical illness or overcame a phobia or, you know, how did it heal them specifically? Because this oh. is something that, you know, if, yeah, who, you know, some of it. Yes, they when they when when um, source presented what a, um, I'm going to tell a case. Uh, this lady um, um, uh, kind of like um, um, having this past life in uh, in New York City. This like, actually actually this one that I was telling you. He was a guy in 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 New York City. He actually was born in North Carolina and immigrated to New York City. Somehow the story uh, lost a child from an accident and became you know very depressed and he died drowning right he drowned mm -hmm. in a river 
And somehow in this lifetime, she was afraid of water, even though she was born in, in a port in a city where it's like, you know, there's, there's water next to it, you know, <laughs> never liked the water. And she always was afraid of, of water. So after the session, when she was presenting, what happened? It kind of released that fear that she didn't know where that came from. It was coming mm -hmm. from that actually that lifetime. And guess what? Right away, when I remember she texted me like a week later, like, guess what? I just signed myself to to swimming lessons. Wow. So crazy. <laughs> My last life, I remember, absolutely remember it. And I died young. And um, I, I dropped out of a heart attack. And um, the one thing I took from it, it took me a while to come to it, was that I really need to pay attention to what I'm doing because I was well known and I was wanting to do things. And I got stopped short because I didn't pay attention to what was going on with me. And I've learned that lesson in this life. Absolutely learned that lesson. And I pay attention, you know, Great. And yeah. it's holding me up. So, yeah. Yeah, it's all about lessons, and then uh, we repeat. Sometimes some people they're repeating lessons, really, and it gets more harder, really. Yep. yep. Phobias are a big clue as to what happened to you in your past life. Because yeah. <laughs> right. we see that a lot with past yeah. past life research. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. Another question I I'm curious about is: Have you ever had you know someone go to a past life and been able to verify it? You know, in any way with actual, like going to that, here's this person's grave or there's their name or yeah. in any, in any absolute um, incontrovertible. Okay. I had two, two clients. They were both females. And actually one was recording a live uh, in, uh, what was it called? A big a big something which was in Georgia. Atlanta area, Georgia, some of that uh, stayed down there. It was in the, I can't remember, was it 1840 something? So somehow she was able to, you know, do the research because she was that Abigail in that lifetime where mm -hmm. they had a plantation with, you know, with black people, but it was very different. They were, they were treated as a slaves. They were treated as a community. And they were very, you know, they thrive and all that. And she was very happy. And, you know, in that past life, you know, she she learned that lesson, you know, to distribute the, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, the there were several plantation owners like that in the South, in Atlanta, as a matter of fact. See, right, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she looked for it. She never heard about it. And this lady is from, you know, from the Spanish community. She had no background, <laughs> of, you know, of people from America, really from the U.S., you know, mm -hmm. she's coming from Latin America, so she had no clue about it. Wow. And she was looking, you know, she did the research and she found it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that and then, one. yeah, yeah. yeah then, uh -huh. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I mean, that's exactly what the kind of confirmation I was wondering if you've gotten, because, I mean, that when that happens, it's an aha moment. You know, it's more than just, wow, this is great and healing and interesting. But look, here's actual evidence, especially if it's something you wouldn't expect, kind of the opposite of what you would expect. Exactly. Yes, it's something that, you know, you have no back background whatsoever. And somehow, you know, like we were explained before, it gets it, it heals yourself for something, you know. Some right. of the action we had in the past, it, it resonates or somehow it's linked together or leaks through this lifetime as well. 
or some of the lessons that we have to go through, you know, in order for us to advance and evolve as, as a souls. So you said you had another example of this? Yes. Yes, I had another one. This lady was, um, she was a singer in, in, in Broadway for a brief time. And then um, she recalled this restaurant. It was like a French name. That's all, that's, all, that's all I can remember. Le Brie. Yes, Le Brie restaurant, where she was experiencing this, like, this scene where she was having a proposal. You know, she was getting married and all that in that restaurant. Right. And of course, you know, she looked to it. She was, you know, looking for it. And sure, sure enough, she found a restaurant was in Manhattan, you know, in the 1930s, 1940s. And then it got closed, you know, later on. But exists. She had no idea about this, you know. <laughs> this, wow. But there was a clue in there, you know. She looked for the uh, the actress because there was a scene where she was singing in Broadway, you know, in a play. And she got this ro bunch of roses and she, you know, she got the ovation from people, you know, the applause. And that was very, very healing for her, you know. I and, imagine, and that's yeah. that's, that's mm -hmm. the I know about it. You know, she found that restaurant, really. I knew one of my lifetimes was I was in India, I was Indian. Okay. And uh, I, I remember a song from that lifetime and I can sing it word for word, okay, to this day. And I was at my doctor's office about 10 years ago. He's Indian. And I said, you know, I know an Indian song. He said, you do? And he, he said, how do you know an Indian song? And I said, well, I think it's past life. And he looked at me really <laughs> funny. And he said, well, sing it to me. So I sang him the song. His jaw hit the ground. He said, oh, my God, that's that's old. And everybody in India knows that song. And he wow. said, my God, how did you? He said, you really remember from childhood? And I said, yes. I remember that life. I know that life. And he was couldn't he was just shocked. He said, I knew it exactly. I said it, I sang it properly, had all the right accents, everything. He said he could believe his eyes. Just wow. Like, wow. You know. As a matter of fact, thank you that you bring that up, uh, Dolly, because I had clients doing hypnosis, exploring a past life, and they start singing a song or whatever a phrase yeah. in yeah. that language. Right. You know, at the moment we like, I'm like, I don't understand, you know, can you Please uh, translate it for me. And sure enough, this they they do it right away. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> blew me up. I remembered it at a very small age. I used to take all my mother's beautiful scarves. She had lots of them, and I stick them in my waistband. You know, I made a and I made a sorry, <laughs> and I would dance and sing this song. I was two and three years old when I did that. Wow. And she just watched me like, my God, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm having a good time. Leave me alone. And you know, she's like, okay. <laughs> But yeah, I never forgot it. To this day, I can recall that lifetime very easily. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Kids are really open to past lives. Exactly. If you ask them, they will talk about Yeah. And yeah, we all have this. You know, this is nothing special. There's all right. kinds of pointers to what your past lives are because it influences your behavior, not only mm -hmm. phobias, but your interests in Thank food you. and music and clothing yeah. and your talents perhaps might point to a past life. If you're oh, yeah. a virtuoso on a piano and you find it all easy, well, you know, if you can pick up any instrument and like, doo -doo -doo, sure enough. This, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even past, going back to the ET, you know, ET topic, there was a case where um, um, it was uh, this lady's nephew. He was like three, between three or four year old. And she explained that they were having, you know, a breakfast. 
you know, with her mom, her, the aunts, you know, sisters, and this little kid. And he goes like, I don't know where he starts saying, well, before coming to your family, he was like, I used to live in a dwarf red planet that I got destroyed and split in two. And he goes like, I used to build, you know, spacecrafts. And before coming with you guys, I went to China, I went to Canada, went to South America and decided to land here. He goes, because they, they used to live in Mexico and, and I land here with, in Mexico with you guys. Yeah. And they all were like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was writing stories at a very young age and my teachers kept circling words. I was, I was spelling them in old English spelling. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. It's like, what, what is this? You know, I'm like. I thought this was the way it's spelled. They're like, no, 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 yeah. that's not right. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but maybe a past I'm, life. I'm, exactly. I'm pretty positive that Preston lived on Mars before Mars was, you know, damaged so bad. And and, uh, he's written some science fiction stories, <laughs> and you let me read them, and it shocked me because right. he's recalling past life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I don't. I don't doubt yeah. those. You know, in, um, recallings and all that. Because yes, many. You know. All the time that I, that I present these questions to higher to to source, yes, it's a confirmation that they they're recalling you know that past well, life. They're speaking a foreign language. I mean, what more yes. do you need? <laughs> okay, I've got a few questions I'd love to pop up. Here's one from Rad Peanut, and she's asking, "I wonder if he's ever met beings with wings." I'm not sure if she means she means you personally or no, 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 through uh, through a uh, uh, session, yes, and that was my case with my sister. Really, that she's the one who saw this being one of the beings because there were four different ones. Oh, all right. Well, we'll get up to that one just shortly because I've got that picture ready to come up. Awesome. Well, let me get to another question okay. here because this one is kind of interesting as well. Okay. Hi, Martin from Louise. Does the piece of art behind you, which is so beautiful, for those who can't see it. It's interlocking triangles, both yes, heading both directions. So yes. it's, it creates it's like this beautiful mandala. Mandala, mandala or Siddhi Jantra in, in the Hindu uh, literature. So, yes, yeah. it doesn't jantra. have any specific significance, Louise yes. is asking. You know, funny thing, sometimes people experience, because I had this device that I use for pineal gland activation or stimulation, you know? And sometimes the uh, the singing bowls that I use for my protocol for the first session, you know, to teach you how to meditate and all that, Tap you know. Tap it. <laughs> all right, we're all getting a healing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so some people recall, you know, that's very typical that they see these ge geometrical patterns with different um, uh, colors. Colors, even they're you know they're not even you know in our dimension, or they're like very highly vivid colors. And when I, when I, you know, when I present this question to higher self or source, he goes like, well, those are codes really, you know, that they, 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 they somehow they, either for upgrading your DNA or, you know, having a code access for something, you know, wow. whether, you know, going to another dimension or stimulating your, uh, your psych abilities too. That's interesting. Cause I met this lady in England. Well, I interviewed her. I didn't go to England. I wish I could. But I interviewed her because she had a UFO healing experience. She's an artist. Mm -hmm. and, she, and I'm like, I'd love to see your stuff. And she was drawing stuff like sacred geometry. Yes. 
And I was just going through it, and one I had to stop, and it just made me cry. Wow. It kind of raised your vibration. I mean, you just stared into it, and it pull pulled you into this other dimension. And you, I just kind of lived in that piece of art for like 20 minutes. Wow. And I, I could feel it doing something to, yeah. to your consciousness. Yes. So. Yes. Sometimes it's, it's not really necessary how it does it work because um, source explains to it. Like it does, you don't really need need to know. It's it, it, it's that's the that's what they are for. But sometimes you don't really need to. It's like a computer engineer when you see like numbers and codes and all that. You know we don't understand, but somehow it helps to upgrade or bring a new program. You know, new features. It's almost the same like in our body too. You know. So. All right. Well, here is another excellent question from Doxy. And I love this question because there's been some research into this by Dr. Ian Stevenson, mm -hmm. who was a huge past life researcher. And Doxy is asking, Martin, have mm -hmm. you in your work ever found a correlation with people's past lives and birthmarks they might carry in this life? Yes, yes. Sometimes they um, they were injured in another past life, and they carry that. You know, like, like I said before, somehow everything's connected, and that information we have uh, memory cells in our body. Everything is, you know, uh, every single cell within our body, it remembers. Sometimes bringing not from DNA, but from other, you know, existences, other realities, or past lives. Really, there was a case where. Ah, that was beautiful. In this, this was a black man. Really, he had this um, right his um, um, underarm, like that bird mark, you know, like spread it, you know. And sure enough, in a past life, he was an Indian battling, you know, um, uh, the Blue Army. He was calling that, you know, it was, you know, the uh, uh, the colonizers, really, somewhere in in the uh, the Midwest. So he's, the scene is like he's throwing, you know, arrows, you know, to the enemy, you know. And somehow he got shot right here exactly where the spot was. Mm. You know? and, and guess what? Later in the session when he walked up and he, sure enough, he wants to see something, you know. He's, you know, because he, he felt like tickling in, in a, you know, in, in that area. And he's kind of like fading away. The oh. bird mark, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's interesting that's really weird uh, it yeah. can be really really weird i didn't have any moles when i was younger uh, born okay and by the time i was seven or eight years old i developed a blue black uh spot on my face it's not a mole it's a spot okay mm -hmm. and i had it until my daughter was born and when she was born i'm not kidding you my husband at the time didn't have a mole there either, and it jumped from my face to his face. Wow. And, I mean, and it blew everybody in our families away. They were, like, looking for it on my face. Couldn't help find it. I mean, I have billions of pictures of myself with that in my face. And now he has it to this day. It's still right there. Wow. And uh, it, But it only happened when my daughter was born. And we can't figure out the significance of that at all, you know? Yeah. That would be a question I would ask the universe. You know, it's like, what's up with that? You know, how yeah. come? Yeah. That's great to ask. Yes, exactly. Very cool. Yeah, that was just another birthmark. We all, it's very interesting, the birthmark connection, because Dr. Ian Stevenson did a whole bunch of research with people who were remembering past lives and was able to trace them to the actual lifetime. 
Wow. In a number of cases. If you ever are super interested in past lives, definitely look up his research because it was extremely well verified and scientific. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So I do have a picture of your sister here, Martin. (laughs) I'm curious. All Um, right. We have that. You know the picture of the backyard with apparent landing traces. So, do, yes. do you want to talk about this whole case? Okay. Yes, I want to talk about that case, but that's actually the second session. I want to talk about the first okay. one. All right. So you guys understand right. how chronologically was the developing this story. You know. So that's uh, way back in 2017 when um, when you know she decides to do a session. You know, remember was. Um, um, March, yes, it was f- uh, March 1st, 2017, 18. All right, whatever. And then uh, I remember she was telling me because she became pregnant. Remember, she was 45 year old. She never had children before. All right. She was over 15 years of suffering from fibromyalgia. It's a self-immune disease that, you know, it's, it's, it's in your muscles. It's like pain, constantly pain in your muscles and, and, um, um, and, 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 and it's your immune joints. system attacking your nervous system and into your muscles. Yeah. Yeah. And joints. An immune disorder. Yeah. You know, exactly. And there's no cure for it. It's just drugs that give it to you, you know? So anyway, she, uh, you know, she actually, she already did two sessions, but not with me, with, you know, with, you know, with a colleague of mine. But then she goes like, you know what? I she became healed after that, after like three years, you know, doing adjusting, changes, and all that during those two sessions. But then she became pregnant, and it was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a session now with you. I was like, okay, why? Because because you know I want to make sure my baby's okay. Because mm-hmm. you know, for being 45 year old, all the medical procedures like it's a high risk, you know. So I was like, okay. So she was actually uh, in her eighth week of pregnancy when she decided to do uh, the, the session. And sure enough, that's how she started. Um, could you pull up the map, please, uh, present so people know exactly where uh, it was happening? Yeah. Well, she was exploring this past life oh, in, yes. it's called um, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan is it's a country in uh, below Russia in yeah. the sea. Yeah, I have it right here. Thank you. Yes, right there. Yes, can you guys see it? Azerbaijan. Okay. Yeah, and there's Georgia, mm-hmm. and next to it's Azerbaijan, and below yeah. is Iran, and all those you know, kind of like a upper yeah. middle west, you know, middle huh. middle east. And sure enough, she was experiencing a past life where she was a child. It was she was nine year old, right? And she's like. She the, the first thing she she told me she's like in this um, um yes thank you in this um um uh, stone bridge and there's like this river flowing to this pond you know mm-hmm. and and then uh, she said she started describing that um, a carriage with horses is approaching and this guy comes out of the of the carriage and the carriage and he goes like oh, that's my father and tells him by the name describes everything and he goes and he goes like okay. My father wants to take me to the magicians and teachers. And I go, yeah, but go ahead, you know. And he goes like, oh, I don't want to go, you know. I'm talking to a child. She changed her voice for a, a child, you know. And he goes, oh, no, I'm okay. You know, I just want to be hanging out in here, blah, blah, blah. And I go, is this your sister that you're talking yeah. about? That's oh, my okay. sister. Yes, that's my okay. sister. Yes, right there. 
right. And then uh, I forgot to mention this background because this is very inter interesting, uh, Preston and Dolly. She was a, an active member of the Jehovah Witness religion. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> she had that, you know, um, um, belief system of religious. She was one of those ladies that knocks on your door and bring the Bible. And yeah. The <laughs> Watchtower. You know? Yeah. Yes, exactly. They watched that. Word. So remember, keep that in mind. All right. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So sure enough, you know, she was taken to this um, place. She started describing it as a temple, right? And with steps and all that, you know, remember she's a child. It, she looks everything huge and big, you know? And when we start, when, when, when uh, these teachers, she started describing this like a bunch of teachers on the, on top of the steps. And they're wearing like you know, he goes like they have these robes with with number symbols and 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 planets, and that's how our conversation start. I go like, hey, can you you know tell them you know we just out of curiosity, who are you guys? Who you know what are you guys doing? And he, and that's how the dialogue is starting. She goes like every time that she replies, he goes like he said this, he says that, and that, that's how he introduced himself as a Dermilac. And he goes like, oh, we are very happy. That's how he start. We are happy to have you one more time here. And he goes like, but please, before we start our conversation, please uh, sit down comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I go like, because I was on my knees. Somehow my sister during the uh, um, the protocol of hypnosis, she went in under hypnosis way before. <laughs> That's how connected she was because she was practicing meditation, you know? So I, I was I wasn't prepared, you know. I was like holding my you know my um, my, my my voice recorder because I always use two devices. So I wasn't ready yet. So I was on my knees because I was you know yeah, playing the singing bowls and doing the protocol, and she was going to it. You know, she was already experiencing it. So I'm on my knees, and she goes like, "Okay, so sit down comfortably because they are watching you." <laughs> <laughs> He's she's a spirit in the twelfth century. All right. I'm sorry, 13th century in Azerbaijan. That's how we find out later on in the session. So see, there's no time. They could communicate, you know, either in their, we, we consider the past. No, they they could really, really, uh, you know, um, um, handle or tap into different dimensions at the same time. So anyway, that's how our conversation starts. And then um, he started delivering, delivering this information who that new or this soul was on her womb that was very revealing because she started you know um, um, um telling us about personal information from her for me and then he started laying this other message that please can you pull the uh, the image the first image um, um preston please because okay. i want to read them exactly i don't want to distort it or add it oh, more okay um the first let me see if i can find that number one yes. And during the it's session, after the, it's after the map. Yes, it's after the map. Yes, yes, exactly. That's a number one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, can you help me out to read? Um, uh, no. There's, you know, the C letter is from from uh, my sister Carmen. Can I read it? Yes, please. Uh, okay. Dolly. It says, "There they are. They have been waiting for this for a while. They tell me to explain to you." Who are and they? Then, and then she says, that's, who are they? M, it's me, yeah. exactly. Can you read it, uh, Preston, yeah. please? So you can okay. do the dynamic, please. Yeah. Yeah, M, 
Martin, who are they? Okay, then see. They you know it. Oh, she's a guide, but they are, in fact, the ah, first. You know what? Sorry, sorry, guys. This is this is the uh, the second session. It's actually <laughs> the other one. The other uh, uh, slides, really. This is the second session. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, can you? Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Yeah, right there. Yes, thank okay. you. And go back. Uh, so, so sorry. This is okay. the right one. Here we go. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. You ready? All right. You ready, Dolly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he said at the rising of the Ottoman Empire, but you shouldn't worry because they don't belong to this world. They came to build this temple with a mission to this world. Okay, Preston. And what is the mission? That's my to question. set the future life. Yes, he said that this is a mothership. And Martin asks, "Where are you coming from?" He said, over the clouds between Saturn and Jupiter, where they are setting up their mission. Martin asks, are you living in a spaceship or a moon? He said that they do not ask. It doesn't matter. Preston says, Dermalak, are you coming from another dimension? He said that he's in, <laughs> wow, it's another dimension. He's, they're in another dimension, yes. yes. Thank you. Next slide. Yes. All right. Martin says, ask Dermalak, is there any specific place in the universe or constellation that they are coming from? He said that they had already, that they had always been here on Earth. And in every generation, they had contact people. So humanity's path doesn't change course. He said, we must build bridges because the day is coming, he said. We should ir irradiate more love between the uh, because the day is getting closer. And Martin asks, "What day are you referring to?" He said, "The hidden snakes are coming out to damage the earth. The reptilians. It's time to protect the earth." And Martin asks, "What else do you suggest or a recommendation so people can wake up?" He said, "In that we all should be." United to help people. No one is more, no one is less. The galaxies are like people. We show we should find a way to be united to unify. And keep going, Dolly. I said the world is sick in this moment, but in that same way is going to get healed. But we will make it a protection network, and that's why we're sent here. We were sent here not to forget, but to heal the planet. And then, yes, strong change. Changes are coming in the atmosphere, extreme weather, because changes within humanity, beings, is taking place, and it's like a painful birth. We are entering in a shift of dimension. He said, we are, um, we are organs, organisms exchanging energy to grow anywhere we are, and they are out there protecting this change. We can't interfere any longer because everything is a learning uh, process for the world. We cannot change everything fast because it wouldn't be as God's plan. And the uh, crea creator's plan and the universe Council. Council. Okay. He's telling you this, and he will tell others just as you are here listening. He is talking to others too that that are coming in their way, the ones who evolve as well. 
Who are these evolved ones? They're just getting born. Are the ones who Dolores Cannon referred to as waves of volunteers? So they will be fourth or fifth wave? He says they are the last wave, and I have one coming. She expresses it with surprise. That was very surprising right there, yeah. Yeah. All right. He says that there are more than 200,000 there uh, than, uh, that were seated over since Earth was created. He says that the guardians were afraid of the star pass that, that's pushed it. off. The star yeah. pushed off. That's Free a weird will word. wasn't good <laughs> on Earth, but it's part of the cosmic plan. Can you repeat that name? Is it a kind of race? Yes. Luck, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that, yeah. yeah. What does it mean in our language? He said, don't ask. It is unnecessary languages. Sometimes helps and sometimes makes Make confusion. Yes. All right. So, of course, see, that was the main message about that build breaches. The day is coming. I was like, what day are you referring to? So that was information. That my assumption later on in this second session, that was what we went through, through the mm -hmm. pandemic, really. All right. Wow. Should, should, I, should I pull up a picture of the uh, the being? Yeah, because you please, it's the more like human looking, you know? Yeah, I, I remember the Dermalac, right? Dermalac, yes, please. And the, okay. uh, this illustration were done by uh, by Nikte uh, Cortez, is a friend of mine, and then she's a, a very uh, young, talented uh, artist. So. She was the one who helped help us out to to fill up the description. It's so kind of very similar to it. That's what my you know my sister remember. And of course, it's just the outfit was completely white, you know. But the uh, resemblance of the eyes, you know, the um, you know, the long hair. Related to this person, yeah, <laughs> literally. That's wild. Wow. <laughs> very unusual. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. I have weird blue eyes too. That's funny. I don't know if y'all can see this or not, but yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, like I said, it really took us like an hour for this dialogue. You know, yeah. I had to synthesize, or you know, what the uh, message for humanity because there were other messages, of course, of, of, of you know, as well for you know, for myself, for my sister, yeah. and even for other people that we know of because. Somehow he was telling about the encounter that we had with Sixto Paz Wells. You guys, if you guys remember my encounters or our um, uh, camping with Sixto Paz Wells, the uh, the contactee from Peru, that later on we're gonna have him, right? Um, uh, um, uh, Preston in November, uh, no December, I believe. Yes, we're gonna have him in the show, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, so and then was another hour talking to uh, Source, explaining us about the encounter and other questions that my sister had, you know, from family members, friends, and so on. So it was like a little more than two hours in the session. So, right. so that must have had a profound effect on her. <laughs> of course, was remember <laughs> she had no idea about this, you know, and this information that she, you know, that went through, you know, to the session. And then, uh, like I said, that was in, in, in 2017, 18, I'm sorry. And then uh, things happened between those, you know, of those three, four years, because the last one was in 2021 in October 30th. Yes, it's very, you know, um, only a few years, really. So there were three events that I want to, um, like, you know, tell you guys before presenting this second session, because that's how she wanted to do another session. 
The yeah. first one was like these weird events. I'll just lay them right here. Okay. I just want to let you know, Martin, we've got like 15 minutes left. Oh, 15 so. minutes left. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, here's a, it's going to be very quick. Uh, could you please pull the pictures from the uh, the marks on the backyard so I can explain that ah, very quickly? Yeah. I was please. hoping we would get to those. Yeah. yeah. It was like a late fall, probably maybe around this time, October, November. And uh, she calls me up right away. He was like, go out, you know, because we live from like six, seven miles from each other to the South Shore in Long Island. That one. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, she was in the kitchen and she used to have a cat. And she's like washing the dishes and the cat is on the window. And it's almost getting dark, 7.30, you know, 7, between 7, 8, something like that. And she saw this light coming through the house. She rushed to see the window and she saw this, you know, um, um, object very bright for like two seconds, took off immediately, you know. But you see the, uh, can you guys see the rectangle? The the grass was kind of like a dry, you know. And later she explained during the winter time, the snow that was falling over, it was melting. And the perimeter was like, you know, the normal snow was building up, you know, but in that exact perimeter, I kind of like imagine it. It was mm -hmm. almost like, like, like 14, 15 feet wide by mm -hmm. eight foot, you know, width, you know, so mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, that, that happened. And then that was one. The next one was a dream. This is a very wild dream. She was dreaming in the middle of the night where these spheres coming into the bedroom, you know, remember mm -hmm. the is only like barely a year old it's like 10 10 months old or something like that 10 11 and then um you know she kind of like she walked up in the middle of the night he she tried to you know to wake up you know my in-law he passed out you know he wasn't able to wake up yes thank you and then um and and she immediately you know the uh her 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 mother responds to protect the baby because she saw these fears coming into you know to the bedroom and she takes the baby, and sure enough, when she turns around, she she saw this kind of being like, uh, like a squid, very large. She described it like probably like five, six foot longer, you know, floating, <laughs> you know. So she took the baby. She's like, you know, um, like uh, uh, walking backwards, you know, until she hits, you know, the uh, you know, the wall, and the being coming approaching like this, you know, with the tentacles, kind of like a tentacles. And she goes like, what do you want from us? And she closes her eyes, you know, with being afraid, you know, holding the baby. And the next thing she opens the eyes, she's laying back on the bed again, like waking up, you know? It kind of like, was it a dream or, or a nightmare? Or what was it? You know? So that was the second one. And the third one, it was like um, the baby had a little accident. Can you pull that uh, uh, image, please, um, um, Preston? Yeah, yeah, yeah right there. So you can see this um, draw, you know, and, and then uh, the baby was like kind of like a place. She was like, um, you know, she was really walking, you know, she was like um, um, having his first steps and all that. Yeah, that one. That, that he looks like a little more bigger now, but he, when when that accident happened, she was in the uh, almost like the middle of it, you know, the, his height. So somehow he was start climbing and, you know, cause my sister was, you know, cooking or something, you know, for like a couple of seconds, he got distracted and the whole thing just came over him. Right. And he, she, she, she recalls like he didn't even cry. 
but he was stuck in on the knee. Can you pull the next um, uh, slide, please, where you can see her legs? Yes, that's the evidence where she was trying to pull the whole piece of furniture by herself, and she got, you know, hurt. Mm -hmm. You can see her, you know, black black marks trying to do. But somehow she recalls like her his hand was like, you know, coming out of it, you know, from the from the side, you know, and she told me like she pulled him, you know, he pulls him out of it, and the baby was intact. There was no injury whatsoever on him. So he was, you know, surprised and she wasn't able to explain how, how come he didn't get hurt. So those were the reasons she wanted to do this session. And sure enough, here's the second session. Please, can you put the uh, the other slides and oh. the dialogue that happens? All right. Give me one second because it's going to keep going now. We got only six oh. minutes. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't think we're gonna get be able to do it because <laughs> there's like okay this was Bhutan that that map yeah the, yeah right after it yeah yeah Bhutan is a a, a country next to uh, uh, Nepal which is the Mount Everest and there was 12th century again she's a child again she's like between seven and eight and here is the dialogue that started right there can you guys please mm -hmm. help me out yes uh, there they are they have been in uh, been waiting for this. For a while, they tell me to explain to you. Uh, Who are they? She is a guide, but there they are in the forest, and I am riding. Uh, I am with them. There are four of them. Do you know who they are? One is Dermalak. Dermalak. Yeah. Another says that the uh, Oxilak. Oshak. Oshlik. Oshak. Yes. Very okay. good. And the others? Uh, she is the guide. Is she says that I have known her since before Tammy. Very well. Tammy is her name. Is she your guide? Not only mine. It belongs to many and all of those trees. Okay, so it's Dermalak. I'm not going to be able to say Oshak. that. Oshak. Oshak. <laughs> Oshak. Uh -huh. Tammy and the other one. Rock. Okay. Next slide, please. Thank you. We are inside of a tree, but it looks like a cave. Very beautiful. What else do you see? What else do you perceive? I am inside of a pyramid, and under me there is water. Okay. Is there water? It is water-like green color. Turquoise. I am in sitting in the middle. Very well. You are in the middle. And what is around you then? The four of them. Okay. And what are they doing? Uh, Timi is holding my head. Dermalak is in a white suit. He has a long white beard and he emits a lot of light. What else happens? Oxlack <sighs> is Oxlack. Okay. I'm uh -huh. saying it with yeah. a Swedish accent. Sorry. <laughs> it's a big green. It looks like a tree. But at the same time, you see it like like a reptile or an amphibian, but it has a kind of face. Rock has his face as a red bird. Does Rock have the face of a red bird? Yes, but I don't know why half of the cave is illuminated and the other half, the other part is not. He says there are many children, many new souls. Living on Earth, oh my God! He says that there are 
uh, germinating and preparing because a change is coming. Very, very, very big. He says that the earth is already tired, but they come to inject that green light. It is a renew. It is renewal on earth. He says that they only come to give energy because they cannot intervene, only to give us strength. And those that are germinating are new souls or something else? They are new souls, he says. When we talk about new souls, we are talking about who have never before lived on the planet. Is their first time or... Rack is saying that right now. This is, am I right about that? Yeah, Rack right is now. saying that. Yeah, right now, uh, this symbolizes the councils each one represents the forces of the earth, but also the forces of the universe. Rack is red, Oxalak is green, Dermalak is in the white light, Tommy is in the earth. He says that they hold the meeting and everything now that happens on earth. They were sent by the council. The council sent them. And are that council from earth, the galaxy, or the system? Irmalak says that they are the set of the councils of the earth and the galaxy federation, that many are receiving messages because we are the house of the envoys. We are a home because the earth is never going to be destroyed. It is only going to renew. All right. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to have time for all of this. Yeah, yeah so please, it, yeah. Goes, it goes on yeah. quite a bit. But I do want to show some of the pictures. Yes, that's um, Oshalk. That looks like amphibian looking. It's got a different uh, outfit, really, but she was able, you know, for now, you know, she's going to fix that. But that the way it looks pretty, pretty similar, you know. So the yeah. next one, they say they somebody come from Orion, and and, and he mentioned about this uh, parallel galaxy that to uh, that's uh, parallel to our own galaxy. That's Temi. And it looks like an older, and it looks like a uh, uh, younger. She she described like she was like um, like changing constantly she her face. And she would be from the system of Delphi. The first one is from Delphi. Also, he's a water person. I've seen them. Wow. He's wearing clothes there, but I've seen them in the water. Yeah. Oh, awesome. All right. And then, and then, right. And then, it looks like human. She's from Earth. That's Dermilac. And the next one, the rack there, which is, it looks like a bird, like a cardinal. Let's see. Hey, right there. Oh, yes. Yeah. And they had this outfit. They, she, see the city Jantra that she's wearing? That's exactly what she was wearing in that uh, kind of like outfit, you know? And numbers oh. too. There's like a 33 number, it's seven, and number nine, I guess. So that's how she remembers, uh, you know, that being too. Very cool. Right? Oh, those are good drawings. Very, <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah. Very yeah, vivid. That's <laughs> all, right. So. all right. Well, we have about three or four minutes left. So right. uh, I don't see any more questions really, but I'm, I do want to give a huge shout out to all the people who um, helped donate with their super chat. So thank you, Jan Janice and Raul and Namaste. Thank you so nice. much. Namaste, Namaste. Um, <laughs> Terry, thank you so much. And Doxy, you guys, this is <laughs> so awesome. I mean, I really, really appreciate your support. It's helping to make our shows much better. 
I did get a new computer, thanks in part to all of these wonderful donations. So I'm not freezing up anymore. And hopefully the actual picture quality is much better. Yes. So here is a question from Doxy. I don't know if you know, have heard of Hemisync from Robert Monroe. I haven't studied yet. I read some of it, but I guess um, you, uh, um, Preston, you know a little you, more you, about you, it. Right? I know what hemisync is. You have to make sure that you're hearing it in the right frequency because uh, no offense to anybody, but somebody's changing the frequency on the platform that you're watching it. So you have to make sure if you do it, order it online, have it sent to your house and listen to it from a CD. Do not listen to it online because they're changing its frequency. Don't. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like forcing open a flower to bloom. Right. I mean, it, it does, I, I wouldn't even put it quite that way, but it is accelerating a, a natural process and would probably be best done through meditation. But certainly I think it's worth listening to so you can get that feeling because what it does is give you the sort of vibratory state. Yeah, it directs the pure alpha is what it does. Oh, and okay. it appeals to your theta as well. I have so, my own protocol too, the same. I, I have my own recordings from, from singing bowls yes. and that. Yes, it's, yeah. it's the singing bowls. I think I would recommend. I love them the best. They're more organic, really. That's absolutely, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Well, Martin, I want to give you a chance to uh, talk about your. We have your um, links and information in the show okay. notes, but if you'd like to give anyone information that you want to share. Yeah, that will be pretty quick. It's quantumbalance.center. That's how you guys can find me out. And my, my website is, is bilingual, it's Spanish and English because I have from both communities. And that's how you guys can find me out to, you know, for all, all what I what I do, workshops and the uh, quantum healing hypnosis. And my uh, network, uh, social network is Facebook. You can find me by as Martin Rivera in, in Instagram as QHHT Martin Rivera. Well, thank you, Martin. Very cool. Everybody, thank you very much for coming to see us on the light gate today. Martin, you're going to have to come again. I'm going to have to schedule you again. <laughs> I got more gates. All right. Uh, we are coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans in Louisiana at the United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. We thank you all very much. We hope you all have a wonderful week. Do check out the uh, October 14 uh, senior moment eclipse. It's going to be really, really cool. And uh, look to the skies, everybody, and always be happy. Be in joy. Be at peace. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye.